world. Welcome to the, I don't know if you want to call it a relaunch, I don't know what you want to call it, but welcome to another edition of the Walkway, the Fight Club. I am Steven Milhouse and from DAZN, and yes, we're back, bigger, badder, stronger than ever. Miss you guys in this little audio universe. And first, I have to greatly, deeply apologize to all of you. I've been gone for a long time. Been a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that can be talked about in the future. That time is not today. But I owe a huge apology to everybody. And there's no reason I couldn't find some time out of my week to hit the record button have a ton do some interviews not do interviews but talk to you guys for a few minutes and uh get back to rocking and rolling and doing this thing and we've got the youtube channel rolling the youtube channel i really wanted to get rocking and rolling and it's doing really well and if you want to watch the video portions of the the interviews from the week youtube.com forward slash the walkway the fight club it's quite simple a lot of great stuff coming up i posted a bonus goodie with andy ruiz that is up right now so if you want a little sneak peek you want to watch the video and don't listen to the audio make sure you guys go to youtube.com forward slash the walkway the fight club just hit that subscribe button and give a thumbs up to the channel but we're back and you can listen to this podcast in a million different ways iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Every Wednesday, you guys will get audio. Regardless of who it's with, a reporter, a fighter, there's a will, there's a way you guys will get audio. I promise. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And just leave a nice, kind review. Give five stars. Tell every leave a nice kind review, good, bad, or indifferent. It is definitely greatly appreciated. The guest today really doesn't need an introduction. To me, in that pantheon, the Mount Rushmores of mixed martial arts. I feel he's in that Mount Rushmore. He is Demetrius Johnson. He challenges. Adriano Marias for the one flyway championship. You can catch that coming up Friday evening. It's out in Singapore, but one championship in Amazon agreed to a mega deal a few months back. And Demetrius Johnson headlines the first show and that's available. It's on Amazon prime in the United States and in Canada beginning at 10 PM Eastern. The main card begins then the, undercard is they call it the lead card they give it have some different names that one gives it that begins come at 8 p.m eastern but we talk a lot of we talk about some fascinating stuff about henry cejudo we talk about fighting on amazon we talk about a lot about mental health right because that's such a hot button topic issue right now in the sport of boxing enough for me i'm done talking here is, in my mind, the greatest flyweight of all time. One of the top pound-for-pound pound fighters of all time. 
There's only one Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson. Stephen Milhausen here from DAZN. He doesn't need too much of an introduction. He headlines one on Prime video coming up this Friday night out in Singapore. You can catch it on Amazon Prime. The main card begins at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific. He challenges Adriano Marias for the one flyweight championship. He's the great Demetrius Johnson. And thank you, first of all, for taking time out, Demetrius. I know it's pretty hectic out there. And what time is it right now? Because I feel like I think it's early morning, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, three o'clock in the morning in Singapore. Oh my God! Thank you so. Thank you. What are you doing? <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely, man. I- I'm trying to do my best to stay on uh, American time zone. And last night I went to bed at six thirty and woke right. up at one thirty. But the shady thing is, somebody pulled the fire alarm last night, so it woke us up. Yeah, it woke it woke me up. It woke me up twice because you know I got up. I'm like, fuck, there's a fire in the building. I get dressed, throw my clothes on, and then you know I'm about to go out the door, and they're like, oh. We're, we're investigating what happened. It was a false alarm. And then I'm like, hey, get back in bed. I mean, it's loud noises. Yeah. I'm in dead sleep. And, you know, like 10 minutes later, whoop, whoop, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? It's like, we're just letting you guys know it was a false alarm. You, everything's fine. Go back to bed. I'm like, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. So <laughs> other than that, man, um, yeah, we're just going through the motions. <laughs> It's hard to go through the motions having to deal with that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not anybody <laughs> else's. Whoever the asshole was who pulled the fire alarm. Uh, Did you do that as a kid? Were you that kid at all that pulled the fire alarm? No, I didn't do that. I wasn't about that life, and then didn't think it was cool either. So, But, you know, it happens, and I was able to get back a little bit sleep. So, yeah. What games are we playing these days? Because my kids just, my oldest is six, and we just got into Nintendo Switch. And I wanted to ask you this because for Christmas we got it for him. And I had, when we had talked before, I told you we were doing the Mario, we was into the Mario. But now he just had his birthday, and he got some Sonic the Hedgehog games. So hey. what is, which one is better? You don't sound, you, not a Sonic fan, or where should I Sonic. lean to? I think they're both great. I think Sonic's great, and I think Mario's great. I mean, Mario and Sonic are the OGs, the flagships of, you know, Sonic was the flagship of Sega, and Mario was the flagship of Nintendo. So I think you can't go wrong. They both present totally different um, gameplays, and depending on what Sonic you play, you know, the music in Sonic is probably one of the best features about the game. Sonic 2 was amazing. Uh, And Mario, you know, Mario is a classic. You can't go wrong with Mario Brothers. He got so confused because when we put the the little disc into the console for the Sonic, Sonic 1, he was so confused. He did not understand why it said Sega and he's got a Nintendo system. So that was a <laughs> – that turned into literally like a 15-minute conversation trying to explain to a six-year-old why this is the case. Well, you saw him was like, hey, guess what? Sega used to be a big, big uh, gaming company, but it actually oh, – yeah purchased by Nintendo. So now Nintendo owns all the property of Sega Genesis. I said that to him and then it turned and you know this being a father, that it led to did you have Sega when you were a little daddy? 
And then, how good were you with Sonic? So I had to retrain myself on Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, okay. yeah. A good old classic game to play. Good old classic game to play. Oh, yeah. my video game skills are still not. I'm getting there. Getting it. Not as good as I used to be. But, you know, I look at what we got coming up here. And to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. You're going to be viewed by more people in this fight than you were for when you headlined UFC events. Does it? Can you wrap your head around that? Or and it's no offensive uh, UFC or nothing like that. But it's, it's it's just so amazing that it took a streaming service for you to be seen. You're going to be seen by millions and millions and millions of people coming up on Friday night. So it's just is it hard to wrap your head around at this stage of the game for you? No, just because I'm not going to see the numbers. <laughs> you know, goes up the fight. You know, so. I'm just focused on going out there and do what I do best, and that's go out there, put on a show for the fans, and fight. How long have you had? How long have you had Amazon Prime for? Oh, forever. I had Amazon Prime forever, just because it, you know, the same day shipping was, you know, the key. I think a lot of people don't even know that Prime Video has what Prime Video is. Uh, you know, for me, you know, I watch uh, the Terminal List. I'm looking forward to Ring of Power. Um, they got some great uh, classical movies on there. I watched American World from Paris on there. So it, it has a great library of content. And I just saw today they got the streaming rights, more streaming rights for Thursday Night Football. So depending on how many people tune into that Thursday Night Football, they can really segue it where it's like, hey, you're watching football tonight. Make sure you guys tune into – we got free fights live in Singapore. Johnson takes on Adriano. So – it sets up for a great position to be able to be in front of a lot of eyeballs in a different sport. So it kind of reminds me back in the day when I fought uh, in the UFC for Fox, where Sunday <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be, you know, Thursday night football. And then next thing you know, like Saturday night, hey, we got, you know, Demetrius taking on, you know, John Dotson in Chicago for Flyweight World Championship. So it can set it up. And I think when I did that, that was 5.5 million viewers um, at its peak uh, yeah. on Fox. So let's see if we can break that number. I think you got a good shot. I hope I so. A, I think you got a good. I think you got a good shot. <laughs> you know, do you look at historical stuff like this? Moments like this, like you said, you headlined the second ever. You headlined a Fox show, five point five million people. Do you look at historical moments like that and take take it in, or is it something you won't even you don't think about until your career is done? I probably want to think about it until my career is done. You know, uh, because, yeah, it's something I don't sit down and relish on, you know. Like, I, I keep the stats. You know, it's kind of like, damn, you know, five, five million people viewed in when I fought, you know, Dotson back in 2013. That's pretty dope. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's come cool. But, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Unless it's brought up, then it's like, oh, I think. You know, someone's like, hey, man, how, how was, you know, what was your most of you fight? I'm like, I think it was John Dotson. You know, I think we did 5.5 million views on Fox. So, you know, that's as far as how the A goes. You know, me and you talked, it was in, and I looked it up, but we talked in April. You were very content and you had told me you wanted to work your way back up to the title. You released a fight or two and then you'd be in the position to fight for the belt again. And 
Was it a surprise to you when one came up to you and they were in your team and they're like, what do you think about running it back right now and run it back on this show? I was like, sounds good. Like I said, I was surprised. You know, I thought I was going to go up and um, go down and work my way back up to the ladder again, which I was totally fine doing. But like, now, you know, you know, title shot, I was like, okay. Sounds good. Where we at? Uh, I thought. Um, they're like, uh, it's going to be in this fight part. I was like, boom, sounds good. Let's make it happen. So here we are now, about three days out, I think. Was there any disappointment it wasn't going going to be in the United States? No. I, I figured when one championship's ready to make their, their mark in U.S. soil, they'll make it. And, you know, I'm totally fine coming over here in Singapore fighting. And I'm just glad it's on U.S. Uh, time zone so the U.S. fans can see it. Does that mean a lot to you? Because you, I remember your last fight, it was early in the morning here in the United States. It was, I think it was around like six or seven o'clock in the morning. Does that mean something to you that now like your friends and your family and the fight fans will be able to watch this fight live? Yeah, it's more convenient for them. You know, when I fought early in the morning in uh, 1X, you know, people who really wanted to watch, they got up and watched it. And then yeah. they just watched the they didn't, but you know, they have the conveniency for everybody to go to watch on Amazon Prime if they have Prime Video and they know how to navigate to it. You know, it, it's uh, a cherry on top for them. You know, you guys both fought on the same show back in March. And did you watch, have you watched that fight of his in March? Did you watch it live or have you watched it like on, on demand or anything like that? Yeah, I watched it live. I was there. Would you make, the what'd you make of his performance? Uh, it was, you know, Adriano style, you know, wait, wait for the opponent to make a mistake and then, you know, capture him. So, but yeah, it was Adriano style, how he goes about fighting. You had done an interview and I watched it this morning. I watched it a little bit ago and I texted my good friend Chuck Mendenhall. You did an interview with him for Morning Combat and you said something about having the difficulty of fighting taller guys and how have you adapted to that style and bring that into this fight coming up in a couple of days uh for me it's always been a hard thing for me to deal with you know when you're five three you're fighting guys who are five nine five eleven it's just a lot more body it's a, it's a lot more things you have to worry about um and like i said in, in the past you know domino cruz Miguel torres tim elliott uh just a long list of guys I fought that are taller, even Adrian the first time. It's just a big uh, step you have to get through with the range. So for me, you know, just keep on trying to evolve as an athlete and try to take it out, uh, try to get better at, you know, crossing distance and, and getting to them to oppose my will. What would you make of Dom's fight with Vero? Because he was winning the fight up until the knockout. Yeah, it was a great fight. You know, you can say the same thing about Leon Edwards versus uh, Kamar Usman. Just, you know, just that one kick can just change everything, you know. And I, I think the more that the one that they were both actually surprising. I think the one that was more significantly surprising was Kamar Usman because Dominic Cruz has that, you know, movement. He moves back and forth, left and right. And sometimes he's, you know, he's going to duck. So that time he ducked into it and Chito Vera timed it perfectly and landed that, that head kick and that was it. You know, when it, have you ever had a fight like that to where you look at Leon Edwards and he was talking about 
I just wasn't feeling it. You know, first round I felt great. And in the last couple of rounds, I just couldn't, even though my team's telling me, I just couldn't shake that funk. Have you had fights like that? Oh, yeah. I just won when I fought Kyojo Horiguchi. You know, I was sick. I was sick the whole week. And then I remember getting, being in there, and I was like, I just don't want to be here right now. And that was I said that to myself in the second round. And then we ended up pulling together and getting that uh, last uh, uh, one second left in the fight, armbar finish, even though we were winning the fight. So, yeah, man, I mean, we do it so so much. Your body sometimes shows up, and it doesn't. And, you know, it's up for you and your team to pull you through and get your, your mind right in the right space. And, you know, like Kamar Usman, it was a Hail Mary uh, head kick, and he landed it, and, you know, now he's a champion. How do you over as a fighter, you know, because you're seeing a lot more of this in boxing where fighter boxers are talking about their mental health. How do you come get mentally out of that funk when you're in there defending your world title? I think for me, mental health is a huge thing. And I think mental health training is a big thing. And for me, I like to visualize a lot. Right. And I visualize myself getting my hand raised and I visualize myself uh, not getting my hand raised. And for me, it's, I know a lot of people might say, hey, that's not a very healthy way to go about competing, but I've been doing it for years and years and years. And it served me, it served me well. It served me really, really well, actually. Because, you know, when I fought Adrian last time, I got knocked up. You know, I remember coming back to the hotel and I watched the fight and I was like, God damn it. I was like, I, I fucking got hit with that uppercut. And then he was able to land that knee. Everybody. I'm very upset with the the outcome, but hey, it is what it is. We move forward. And even when I beat Rotting, it was you know my my demeanor was actually the, the the same. It was like you know I was a rough first round, but we got him in the second round, which I thought I was going to be able to do and get Brunei get choked. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Shout out to the boys. We did it. On to the next one. So we had that mindset, and I think that's a big uh, part of the mental health then it's good. And then, you know, for me, that's what helps me a lot. So I think visualizing both sides of outcome of a fight is only going to, you know, make you train harder and just be prepared for whatever it comes. I remember talking to Anthony Pettis about this issue a while back and he told me he had went and talked with someone. Do you, is that something you do as well? You go talk to somebody or is it really just like talking to your friends, talking to your family, talking to the team? talking to me, uh, myself, my wife, uh, and, you know, a little bit of team, you know, just like, hey, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, I think just talking to people who you're close to, that's that's the biggest thing. And, you know, my buddy, he suffered his first loss in his professional career and his whole entire career. And I was like, dude, look, you're still alive. Yeah. You still got a wife. You still got a beautiful family. And then they, that's it. I even told, um, uh, I sent a message to, Usman, and I said, dude, at the end of the day, I was like, it's about making that money, take care of that beautiful daughter. And that's what it's yeah. about. Oh, hope you're in good spirits. And when you're ready, get back to it. Why do you think fans don't understand the mental health aspect when it comes to fighters? Because it seems like the fans just, they look at what they see on TV or they look at what they see on their tablets, laptops, or their phones, and that's who they feel like they are as people and they don't look at their like you said you guys have guys and girls have lives outside whether it's the ring or the cage uh i think it's because one they probably have, have never competed before 
Um, I don't know what it's like. And, you know, they're not, they've never been in that position before. How long, because like you said, you were talking about the Adriano fight and you're watching like, oh, crap, this is what happened here and here. How long did it take? Was it as soon as you saw what happened, it was out of sight, out of mind, and the focus, or have you watched more of that fight since then? Oh, yeah. Once I got up to the hotel room, I was like, let's watch it. Watch it, and I was like, ah, shit, it is what it is. Went home, watched it with the coach, and he was like, yeah, you stuck into it, and you got hit with a knee on the ground. And then that was it. I went home and started taking up dog shit in the front yard and <laughs> taking the kids. Went back to life. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, I always use this, this word, like, it's a job. Right. And I love my job eating. I love fighting. But once once everything is done, I put it behind me and I look forward to the next one. The same thing with this fight. If I go out there and it'd be Adriano, great. I'll look at the, the pictures. I'll watch the videos, see what I did well, see what I did wrong and move forward. And then same thing about lose. I mean, it, it's it's just a job. Did your kids watch that first fight? Uh, yeah, they watched it. How did they react? Because the reason I ask is because Kamaru Usman's daughter was at the fight, and I seen a video on Twitter, and she was beyond devastated. Yeah, and it took her a little. It took a while for her to get over what seeing what happened to her father, and then you seen Conor McGregor saying, you know, you shouldn't bring your kids to the fights and shouldn't have them really watch, and so on and so forth. What are you on that stance in terms of your children watching? You let your kids watch. Every fight is bad or indifferent. My kids play fucking Grand Theft Auto. So, I mean, <laughs> you seen in Grand Theft Auto. So, for me, yeah, they saw me uh, take that knee to the face. And they're like, Daddy got knee to the face. I came home and I was like, What's up, boys? Like, you okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm good. He was like, Okay. And then, you know, it's, it's, I tell him, like, losses are going to happen. I, I tell him that. And I was like, It's about how you, Take it and you move forward in life. And so they were cool about it, excuse me. And, you know, here we are again. And when they when they lose in their matches, I tell them, dude, it's all good. It's like there's more to life about winning and losing. Like you just got to enjoy the ride. And that's the big thing I try to, you know, instill in them. The hardest thing for, I think, kids to understand is my son just started sports and he is always asking when we're done, did we win? Yeah, I'm like, it's not about winning. He's like, did we lose? I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. you're just a child. It doesn't yeah. even in the grand scheme of games, and you get bigger. And if you do something professionally, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. You get to go home, and you're done. It's done and over with. Exactly. I mean, there's a time when the winning and losing for them will will come to a point where I am in the entertainment yeah. business, where you know sometimes when you go out there, you just lay it all, you lay it all in a line, and sometimes when you do that, you get caught, you get caught in certain situations where it might end up costing you the loss. So with that being said, you know, the fans enjoy it. Do people want to come back and see me fight? Do media outlets want to keep on, you know, doing interviews and talking to me? Seems like I'm doing stuff tonight. So I'll keep on doing what I'm doing. And a couple more questions, Demetrius, and thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated as always. And you talked about earlier, if you lose, you lose. And do you, but do you let yourself enter that space heading into a fight like this, considering he did win the first time? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's, it, it falls back on the mental health, right? Like, it, it falls back on the mental health. And I've seen so many people get so tied up with their losses or even their wins. Like, even 
there was a guy when I was getting ready for my, I think it was my seventh consecutive title defense, showed up, put my gear down, warmed up with, with the team and started putting my shit pads on. He goes, you don't care, do you? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I see you come in time and time, first title defense, third, fourth, fifth. And you're not attached to your outcome of, of, of your, of your bout. I was like, okay. And he goes, well, I've seen people through mixed martial arts career where they change and you haven't changed. And he goes, this was a long time ago. And he goes, you're not, you're not attached to the outcomes in your fight, which I'm not. So like I said, when I won the, the Rotten fight, it was dope. Came back home, looked at what I did right and talked about like, man, he did this very well. It's very interesting, very intrigued. And then when I fought Adriano, came back with a loss, it was like, damn, that was kind of interesting. And da 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 da. And so now as I'm getting older, being 36, it's like, dude, I'm gonna go out there and give it my best shot. Like in all my fights, not just Adriano, but all my going forward. And whatever the outcome is, I'm not going to let it dictate my life. I'm gonna keep moving forward and keep doing it. It's like a rapper. If, if a rapper was in the studio rapping fucking all night long and he puts out this he thinks it's a masterpiece and it gets you know maybe a hundred thousand uh downloads or streams if he lets the the numbers or whatever dictate whether he's going to continue pursuing one of his passion then he should have been in the first place agree with that 100 who's your favorite rapper I have so many of them. I mean, right now I'm into Gunna, Don Tolliver, Travis Scott, Nav. Uh, those are the guys who are kind of like on my playlist. Tory Lanez, his 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 last album, oh god, the '80s one was straight fire. So I like to listen to a lot of music. Is rap music the preferred method of mu- the preferred musical choice when you're in the getting ready for the fight? Um, it all depends what mood I'm in. Like this week, we've been listening to a lot of rock and roll, Cody Cabrera, Dance Gabba Dance. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're listening to. Ooh, now you got. I may have to listen to that when we're done here. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> my kids may get mad at that. And you know, we had when we had talked a couple months ago, you had done some chatting and hanging out with a little bit with Henry Cejudo, and and then I see you guys went and started training together. What was yep. What was that experience like working working with Henry? Because I just looking at like the little snippets of videos and the pictures, that looked like it was a really beneficial experience. Yeah, it was good. Him and Ciudo, you know, uh, an amazing athlete in this sport and wrestling and mixed martial arts. So we got a house out in Arizona, and, and I was like, "Yo, dude, you mind if I uh, come train with you?" He goes, "Absolutely, dude. Let's, let's, let's get together. Let's work together, and uh, let's vibe out." So I was grateful for the opportunity, and uh, I look forward to doing it more more in the future. Did you make him bend the knee? No, we didn't. No way, bend the knee. We're just having a good time. <laughs> I, I, I had to ask. My apologies. And we'll end with this. What would it mean to Demetrius Johnson to win a second world title in a, in a, in a second different organization? It would be dope. It would be dope. You know, go out there and, and get another belt in a second organization. It would be amazing. And I'll be grateful. Uh, Demetrius, you could catch Demetrius Johnson facing off with Adriana Marias for the rematch for the One Flyweight Championship coming up on Friday evening out in Singapore. You can catch it on Amazon Prime. You have to get a subscription, so make sure you subscribe 
to Amazon and also to Amazon Prime. It is a fantastic service. Demetrius, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Get some sleep soon, my friend. Play some video games, get some sleep, and we'll talk after the fight, sir. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks, man. A big thank you to the GOAT. The GOAT of flyweights. Mount Rushmore, pound-for-pound fighters in the history of mixed martial arts. The great Demetrius Johnson, and he said a lot. He said a ton. DJ was great as always. I always appreciate the time. And thank you to the great people at One Championship for pumping out the interview. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for that because it means a ton. But that is that for today. So I want to thank everyone for listening. It means a lot. It's so greatly appreciated. Before I go. I do got to give a big shout, a big plug to the hard sell this weekend. I know without everyone's cup of tea, but the zone's venturing back into the crossover boxing. KSI, two fights, one night at O2 Arena out in London, England. You can watch it on the zone pay-per-view in the United States and in the UK. You get a discount. Discount for a discounted price if you are a DAZN subscriber in either country. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I do give these guys credit because they're willing to put it all on the line because of something they love and something they want to do. And I can always be appreciative of that. Some may not, and that's cool. If it's not your cup of tea, don't watch. But I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be very entertained. I know I'm off that day, so I <laughs> I've got nothing to do, but. I'm going to sit and watch me some fights and just have some fun because that's what this is. At the end of the day, this is all fun. Negativity doesn't really need to be in my space because it's really not. I try not to be as negative. This is a screwed up world and a messed up world. And a lot of things in this world are not fair. And I can never begrudge anyone if they want to try. I don't care what it is, whether it's journalism sports it doesn't matter let's not tear each other down let's be positive don't forget you can find me on twitter god i'm trying to, i'm trying to blank on my twitter at s milhausen jr s m-u-e-h-l-h-a-u-s-e-n-j-r i'm verified baby on twitter thanks to the good folks at twitter had to create a new instagram but that's a totally different situation at s milhausen it's s M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N. That is it. Don't f- and don't forget, listen to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. However you consume a podcast, just type in Walk Away to Fight Club and we're there. But that is it for me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Demetrius Johnson. Thank you to One Championship. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Mwah!